Salutations and welcome to another episode of The Native Immigrants. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hi! So, we're going to do something different this week. Yep. Every week, at this half of the show, we always have our conversation and our discussion Chichet. about our life and what's been happening in our life. Yes. Uh, and some of the global events and TV stuff that have taken place this week. Uh-huh. Uh, something that a lot of our listeners look forward to. A little bit of bants between us, isn't it? Exactly. The bickering and, uh, you know, a bird's eye view of our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a view that some people feel very uncomfortable with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're not going to do that today. And the reason for that is we have an epic interview in the second half of this show. I mean, you can't really call it the second half because... It's just the show. It's pretty much the whole show. Yeah. Uh, and understandably, justifiably, deservedly in that matter. Yes. Um, because we could rabbit on about our stuff for as long as we want. And people have heard that now for 70 odd shows. But when I say this interview is colossal and us talking about our stuff almost takes it away from the gravitas of this interview absolutely uh would be an understatement to say the least because we're lucky and humbled enough to be joined this week by one of the greatest british asian musicians of all time yeah one of the greatest uk musicians i reckon absolutely um but one that also doesn't hold back on his opinions and his views, ones that almost echo everything that we talk about on our podcast every week. Yes, very much so. Yeah, uh, because this interview is with the legend that is Apache Indian. Now, it, originally, we wanted to get him on our show to discuss his new album that's coming out this week, What's Not to Love on the 27th of November. So make sure you go out and support that uh, and listen to it across all streaming platforms and places where you can hear your music. Yep. And we do discuss that. Yeah, we do discuss his music. <laughs> we do absolutely. get to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we cover a huge range of topics that are very prevalent and socially important for our community. Yep. Whether it's culture, whether it's taboos, whether it's racism, whether it's discrimination, the, the music, youth, the music scene, the music scene as well, the current music scene, um, and just so many things that we've covered with this talk with Apache Indian. And it was hugely refreshing. It was a massive eye opener for us because we're fans of Apache first and foremost. But to hear what he has to say and how much passion he has for the things that he does and also ways in which you can progress our community yeah and also getting an insider's view on everything because i mean you have some view of it having done music yeah i'm a fan of music so i don't really you know i have uh i've worked a little bit of music but i don't understand the scene as much mm. as you guys do and apache's been in the scene from the beginning when there wasn't even 
a scene. Yeah, exactly. When there wasn't even yeah. such a he thing as a scene. scene. Yeah, exactly. And so to be able to get his view on what it was like then and what it's like now and what has changed and what hasn't changed. Yeah. I think is has been it's been fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. It is a fascinating listen. It's a compelling listen. It's also a controversial listen. There is absolutely no filters and no restrictions with this conversation that he may not have necessarily got on one of the big mainstream conglomerate platforms, but he has got that and will always get that on this show. As will all of our guests. Exactly. We like a chat. We do like a chat. Yes, indeed. But before we get to the talk with Apache in the second half, uh, I want to say a big rest in peace shout to, for me, the greatest footballer of all time, Diego Armando Maradona, who passed away this week at the age of 60 from a a big heart attack. Uh, It um, came as a shock um, to me and many millions of football fans across the world I can imagine Argentina will be having a a whole month of mourning, if not till the end of this year, because he was not just an icon there. You know, he was looked at almost as a demigod. Um, World Cup winner, obviously, in 1986. uh, League title winner with Barcelona and with Napoli. But when we talk about Maradona, his story has been so compelling and it's had so many controversies uh he lived a life he did uh and to the fullest in in all facets of his life whether professionally or personally two extremes that documentary yeah by asif kapadia is brilliant yes and i would highly recommend if you haven't seen it to watch it because maradona's life yeah was lived two extremes yeah absolutely um and it's a, a brilliant documentary make sure you go out and watch that um, but yeah, for someone who was a fan of Maradona, myself growing up, you know, he was the the best player in the whole world, just as I was getting into football in the late 80s and in the early 90s. And so he is, for me, the greatest footballer that I've ever seen. Um, and Nemesis of England fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, everyone knows about the hand of God, obviously. But, you know, you've got to get past that one goal, watch the other goal he scored in that game to realize the genius of this player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be a very, very sad loss, uh, not just for football, but for sport in general. So rest in peace to Diego Maradona. But without further ado, when we come back on the other side, we're going to be joined by the legendary Apache Indian. No filters and no restrictions. See you on the other side, people. Back to the second half of the Native Immigrants. I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. And so the last few months, Jojo B, we've been uh, lucky enough to be joined by some really great guests. Yeah. Some awesome guests over the course of this season, specifically. Yeah, we have indeed. But you know when I say special guests, mm. the word special, it gets branded around way too easily these days. 
you know, we've had some special guests, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you know, like the legendary names, yeah. the big, like aura inspiring names yeah. of the British Asian community. Uh-huh. They're, they're few and far between. They are indeed. And you know, when you say legend and icon and pioneer, that's an even smaller field of people. Yeah. Now, for this week, we are joined by a legend, a pioneer, and an icon of the British Asian community. Pray tell, who is this legend that we have? Well, you already know this because we've organized and planned all this. Yeah, no, but you always tell me that I'm not very good at doing the build-up thing. So here I am joining in the build-up. Fine. Okay, okay. So come on. All right, okay. So I'm building this up for you. Yeah. Okay. When I say tracks like Chop There, when I say tracks like Arrange Marriage, when I talk about tracks like Boom Shakalak, Mm -hmm. we're talking about the legend. I'm 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 trembling right now because I've got goosebumps right now. Because we're lucky and humbled enough to be joined by the awesome Apache Indian right here on the Native Immigrants. How's it going, Apache? Very well, thank you. After that intro there, you're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot to live up to basically now. <laughs> you're giving me goosebumps there. No, no, it's great, it's, it's great to be with you. Great. I've heard so many great things about your podcast. And uh, apologies for not joining you earlier before, but everything happens at the right time. Very, very excited to be speaking to you both. Well, mate, when you're talking about excitement, like right now, you're talking about two, not even podcast hosts. You're talking to two very giddy fans yeah. of <laughs> Apache Indian. Um, since Thank you like, um, We're talking about, we're not going to, you know, what we're not going to do is we're not going to talk about how old we all are respectively, but we were in our, the prime of our lives, <laughs> I like to say, in the 90s, <laughs> growing up listening to Apache Indian and his music. And I think for me, um, especially as, a, as an Asian urban artist in the UK, um, you're a, a massive inspiration for someone that didn't want to make conventional Indian music, whether it was um, Hindi pop or Bollywood kind of based or Bhangra based music. You know, you gave us basically a, a hope and a, and a chance and a, someone that we can aspire to, to make music that is not, is, is completely outside of the box. And I think that was really important, not just for me, but all my contemporaries working in the rap field or the reggae field or even the R&B field, mm. you know. So, you know, so, so for me, it's a massive honor to get you on the show. Um, and we're going to be talking about your new album uh, and the AIM Academy as well. But let's, let's, go, let's go further back. Let's go, let's, let's go all the way back to the early days of a young Apache. Now, okay. you grew up in Birmingham during the 70s and the 80s. And in, well, it was a, very much a largely multi-ethnic community. Um, but yeah, I think you were born just around the time that you know, Enoch Powell made the Rivers of Blood speech in Birmingham. Um, and I know in London, there was a lot of racial tension during the 1970s. We had the Southall riots um, that uh, were from my, my parents are um, living currently. And uh, the Brixton riots obviously also happened during that period. But what was the experience like for you growing up in Birmingham during that era itself? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, w- I would like to start on just a little rewind back from that because it yeah, is relevant to the, to, to the whole story. But that, that, that era was very, very important. A lot of emphasism at that time was put on racial tension, um, you know, 
maybe between the British, maybe maybe between Asians and Blacks, maybe whatever. But there was tensions. But there's a, there, there, there's there was a lot of good stuff happening as well. Absolutely. So so when it balances out, it kind of you know it doesn't work. No no kind of anything bad doesn't work. But rewinding from that, just to let people know, and, and something that I've had to look back at myself and look at my life and, and my career and, and understanding of culture and myself and multiculture is that before I even got to Apache Indian and, and found my own feet as a, as a young person in Britain, when my parents came over at the end of the 50s, early 60s, I was born in 67, mm-hmm. um, no, we didn't have many nurseries, if you remember, it was all a school at five years yeah, old. Absolutely. And I, me and my sister Jennifer, a younger sister, was dropped off the nanny next door for the first five years of our lives right. for eight hours a day while my parents went to work, maybe from eight o'clock to maybe even six, seven o'clock in the evening in a Jamaican household. Wow. Right. So, wow. The, so, so the nanny was Jamaican. So I've got, I've got a lovely lady, Miss, um, well, we used to call her Miss, well, Miss Jamming used to call her, but her name was actually <laughs> Miss, Codrin- Miss, ja- Miss Codrington, highly awesome. respected nanny in the area, looked after many children. And, uh, <clears throat> but if you imagine, A, how forward my parents were, in the sense yeah. that there was all these tensions later on with black people, whatever. I was dropped off the black, black nanny next door. Secondly, the understanding of the culture that I got from black culture from early, because you learn things when you're early, like you have a child who's two years old. You learn everything in the first five years, the walk, the talk, to languages, culture. So if you're 10 hours, eight to 10 hours a day in a house of five years, I'm picking up culture, language, without even thinking, food, smells, music. So... I didn't realize, you know, I always say, yeah, when I was 14, I loved Bob Marley and I liked the reggae and I grew up in Birmingham. That's all great, but you have to understand that it wasn't just an understanding and love of music. It was an understanding of the culture. Of course. It was an understanding of the language, of the traditions, of the religion. In fact, there's too much that goes into it. So when I say to people, when people say, oh, we're involved with music and black music and Apache and whatever, I'd never told anyone to do reggae or be involved. I just said that you can do what you want as an Asian in whatever profession you want. Just make it real and honest to yourselves. That made it real and honest to myself because when I go to Jamaica and mix with Jamaican community or the reggae shows I've done or all the collaborations I've done, it's not because they see me as I can sing some songs. It's because mm-hmm. they know that I have an understanding of their culture. Of course. Yeah. The way you, you move, your mannerisms, your whatever it may be. And that's how you have to approach a culture or if you're going to be a part of a culture, understand it. Now, if you, if you rewind it a little bit and you said, well, you had an Asian person who grew up like me, but in a, no, a black person who grew up in an Asian culture and he did Bhangra music, for example, but he was black. Would we accept him? Mm, interesting. How I, was ex- how, was, how I was accepted. Now, when I was accepted, people didn't know those stories. They had to accept on the strength of what I was doing. But what they have to understand, the strength of what I was doing came from the years, the 18 years, 20 years of my life. Of course. Which wasn't just that. But when I chose to to make that statement as a musician, I made sure that they knew that I was Indian. My name is Apache Indian. First song was Movie of India. Second was Jagbir Gun Raja. It was important to say, yes, I love reggae. I'm very proud to be British. But you know what? Sweet like Jalebi and Sony Kuri or whatever. And, <laughs> and, that's, and that's what made it more real to me and to of people course. out there because I, I was just sharing my life. Was it a formula for success? I wouldn't know. Would you write a range of marriage to try to get in the charts? Of course not. Yeah, okay. so absolutely. Was, so if, if, if you then had that success and hear the stories from other people, you think, wow, 
I shared my life with you through my songs and look how it's inspired you because you, you was living the same. You wanted mm. to find some identity. Yeah. And how did exactly. you find it? I found it, I, I found it through music and I shared that with the world and people found it in Toronto, in Canada, in or New York or wherever through my music because I heard those stories. You, you know, your free music made us feel cool. We fit into these communities. We saw your song on Dumb and Dumber or whatever it may be. You're a part of now mainstream life. And we never, I never grew up seeing that myself. Yeah. And, you know, so it was a big thing, but really a simple thing. So when it came, when it came to the tensions, you know, later on, like you said, that era, we always handled it in a way that we was always close as a community. Mm-hmm. But I was always forever convincing my own community, the Asian community, because they were, they were my struggle. Why are you trying to be black? Why is it? Mm-hmm. Asian yeah, people yeah. are too fussed about what other people are doing in their community. Why don't they support us? Hence today, we don't have many musicians. We don't have an Asian footballer that's known. We don't have, we're missing. And you know why? It's not because people don't give us a chance. It's because we don't support each other enough. 100%. I've had to do what I've, I've had to do what I've had to do by breaking other communities, black communities, pop communities, for our people to say, "Oh, look, he's one of us, isn't he?" Imagine if it was just left to them. Yeah. So, we say so that this, a lot on our show. So this is a reflection of just not just music, but life itself today. This is how we have to bring our children. Remember, you said you know it was very difficult as you raised your child in the last few years. I had children before I was an artist. I mm. child when I was eighteen. He's oh, thirty-five wow. today. I took him around tour around the world. So whatever you have to do, you have to do. <laughs> I mean, if that's your mission in life and that's your passion, God will get you through if you do it the right way. And you, and, and you will still be here today, which I am, sharing my music because it was always real and right. It was always something that I'm sharing with you upon my heart, my soul, my spirit. And that's how I handle life. And that's how I share and care about other people like, the, like, like you said, the academy or whatever it may be. So you share that love because the music takes you Music is a platform to do other things, isn't it? It's not just to say, hey, I'm Apache and you're know, rich and I'm famous. There was some, there's something missing. Yeah. Throughout my life, I always questioned, what, what was it for then? And I found the answer. The, fact, the answer is, with your name and your fame, go and help people. And that's what I've been doing. And that's my kind of mission in life. In carrying the music, but what are you saying as an artist? When you have these artists out there, it's great. But what are they saying? What do they represent? Because when you go abroad and when you do interviews, they're not just talking about the single. I'll be an idiot to be saying to you, go buy my new single. I'm a big man, I've got things to say. So in bad time, people use the platform to say something. That's why I like what you're doing, because you're doing something different. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to pass on our knowledge to the younger generation and to learn from them at the same time. Otherwise, we're never going to move forward, because you can see the politicians don't have the answer. And you can also see life is very unpredictable. Mm. So if, if we now don't get our act together, we're, gonna, we're really going to suffer. And your child and your kids for the future, how would you, what world would you want to paint for them? Do you want them to be safe always? Do you want them to be around good people, protect them Absolutely. from anything yeah. evil? You know I mean? It's about good and evil. It's not about religion, black or white. It's about who's good and who's bad. Yeah, 100%. Keep, keep, that's it. That's it. That's where it ends. That's where it ends. Even the people in the greatest positions have been bad. People that we trust have been bad, let us down. Yeah. Lots of wolves in sheep's clothing. It's very, so it's, it's, it's one of those times where we have to be on guard, work together, and our Asian community 
will not survive if we don't work together. Wholeheartedly agree. I mean, that's we say that a lot on our show, and that's the point of our of our podcast is to tackle the issues that we don't want our son to have to face later on in life, yeah. and to yeah. try and make it better for the next generation by opening conversation about things we didn't used to talk about. Yeah. Um. And so that's what we try and do on the podcast, and that's what we try and do by having people like yourself on on our show as well. People who have been, you know, breaking back down barriers and trying to make things easier for like for us as for my generation we had never seen anybody you know on top of the pops until you came along and you were doing your thing and, and talking about the things that that mattered to us and that affected that our life yeah exactly, exactly. Are, in a sound that we actually wanted to listen to yes, yes and in a language that we could that we could understand as well yeah because a lot of stuff you know Bangra obviously is in Punjabi but if you don't speak like like you don't Swami doesn't speak Punjabi yeah. so he would never have understood anything that was being said in in, in a Bangra song anyway yeah but also for me like my Punjabi is okay but it's not brilliant so sometimes things just went over my head to to hear something being said in English in a song that I wanted to listen to and seeing it then on top of the pops is like a massive thing for me as a child. And so I think that's why it's important for you to be on our show and for us to be talking to you right now. Yeah. Because you were doing things that we that we can only kind of strive to do now through our podcast. Exactly, exactly. No, no I absolutely agree with every word that you say. My question is that since the 90s, since those days of arranged marriage and all those things and things that we put out there to discuss and you know, like a little movement started in the UK. Well, what happened? It's two thousand. Yeah. It's what year? It's two thousand and twenty. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm re- what we ask ourselves every, every, all the time. Yeah. What happened in between? Where's that? There's a missing piece of our whole, you know, and, and our culture. And, and uh, there's a, everyone started chasing. I've had to do the charts. Let's, if you remember, all the Asians were like let's be in the charts. Mm. Yeah. The, the aim, aim wasn't to be in the charts. The aim is you've got a bit of a voice now. Let's do it organically. Let's start talking. Let's see more people on TV. It wasn't just do what he's doing. And then everyone did it. And everyone fell, up, fell flat on their face. Okay, today, do we have an Asian music award show? We don't have one. No, not really. Right. We ha- okay, we have the Mobos Black Music Awards, which celebrate like when 30, it's been 30 years. We don't have the Asian equivalent because it comes and it goes. Then it comes again and someone gets an award and then someone else does another award show in Birmingham. And then it's been going on since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and now we don't have one. So when the other communities are looking into this great UK Asian scene that we've got, it doesn't exist. There's no infrastructure to it. Where's the charts of the Asian urban side? Where does Swami Barakas go? Mm, yeah. Well, this- a, so there's a, lot, there's a lost generation of artists there, which I would like to give a platform to. No, I- we're missing them. We're missing them. And you know what? As an industry, we've let them down. Because where's the industry platform? If there's no award show, there's no BBC Mela, there's no enough. The things that was the infrastructure of our country, of our music business, where is it? It's been dismantled by people who are just now, they all want to be famous. Mm. And or, or, or it's me, it's me. I've never been, an, I've been passionate as an artist in my career, which everyone should be. But I'm also passionate about the industry. Yeah, uh, that we've created and we're building, and people can look into, and people can eventually, you know, it's a million dollar industry technically, but we jump on it and don't want our own other people to do what the space for us all. <laughs> Why yeah. can't your podcast be the biggest podcast in the world? Hmm. We ask ourselves Why that should... all the time as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I want it to be. I like to get behind the podcast, tell the whole world about this is the best. We don't push each other enough. I'm doing that. Oh, let's do it. Don't, don't think you can't be the best because you're now tackling issues. No one else is doing it. 
you, you've got a platform, you, you maybe have music on it, I don't know, I don't know much about podcasts, I do know they're very, very popular for new generation. Mm. My son has told me to do it a million times, I just don't have the time to do it, Apache Indian podcast. Yeah, but why don't Apache Indian work with you? Because I love your name, the native, you know, the, the whole thing, what you're doing, you're related to the music, you know, you couple the family, I think it's good, I love it all. And you, and you give a shit, basically, <laughs> you care. You care yeah. enough to do this. What, what do you, what, what, no, what do you care? I'm sorry to use language. What, I mean, what do you care about? You care enough about your community, about your culture, about your son and his generation coming, right? Yeah. And that's what I, that's how I started because I had a child from 18. You know, having grown up with kids now, I teach kids, I'm in a college, I, you know, I, I work with young people in the academy. I'm just saying there's lots of love to give. People spend time maybe telling people off, not enough time saying, oh, well done. Encourage them, give them confidence in power them. So well done, Swami. That's wicked. Like, you know, let's jump on the track. Me and you can jump on the track. Why shouldn't we? What does Please. that take? It doesn't take it doesn't take money, it just takes a conversation, a good song, and let's start recording. This is what we do. Yes. It gives yes. you a break and we do a video. You know, it just doesn't have to cost any money, it doesn't have to it just could be for the passion of wanting to help somebody along the along the way in life. But we don't do that enough. And if we can do that, I'm a part of that. Trust me, I'm a part of that. I'm passionate about that. No, this, this is something that we've actually spoken before on our show when we talked about the history of British Asian music. Uh, and it, we, we use the word scene when we talk about the Asian industry or the scene as such. And it, it had like a massive, great resurgence, I guess, in the 90s and into the 2000s. And then, you know, I think the, the thing that we always talk about is like the collective community between the artists became a lot more ego driven. And, be, and that seemed to be a detrimental effect to all the artists across all genres within the UK. And then obviously you've got media platforms and radio platforms and TV platforms. And then a lot of politics were involved within there in terms of getting your music heard in specific places and, and, and not so in other places. And mm. I think that ended up being a massive, um, you know, quite demoralizing for a lot, especially the urban artists, people like myself. But there was a whole bunch of us rappers that came out in the, in the late 2000s, early 2010s. And of which there's only a handful of them that are still creating music now because one, the, the, our community is only supported to a certain extent, but that was the same as the media platforms as, as well as award shows or all these other things. So I echo the sentiments of everything you've just said there. Our own people, our, commu- our own communities um, need to do more to support the arts in general, whether that's in music or whether that's in film, whether that's in theatre. But when we specifically talk about music, the lack of support within the structure, the overall structure of our community, whether it's on a, on a follower level or whether it's on a, on a mainstream or media platform level, um, it, it ended up being quite a, like quite a blow, basically. Because right now, you've got to think, this, you know, you just, you're right. From the point that you came out making music to, to now, we, we should have seen 100, 200, 300 rappers of an Asian origin making music right now because we're such a massive community of us in the UK and all of us have got stories to tell and why isn't that the case now and I feel it's because of those blocks and those barriers um, that they keep hitting every time they're trying to make it onto that next level um, that's hindered all that from happening and hindered the progress and so you know like like you're talking about there with the academy which we will touch on further on into the interview you know we want to see that next generation come through we want to pass the torch on to our, to our young'uns because this is their time to shine. This is their time to talk about their stories. But are we seeing enough of that at the moment? I'm not too sure. But, you know, we're, we're all yeah. about trying to progress that within our community. I'd just like to add to that. I just very, very well said. I'd just like to add to that and say that it's a UK thing. I've traveled around the world now eight times in 30 years. I'm celebrating 30 years this year. 
Awesome. I've managed to be a, thank you, I've managed to be, I think I've been celebrating for the last few years actually, but <laughs> I, I, I keep saying 30 years. So anyway, I've, um, I've managed to be able to, you know, kind of have the privilege, if you like, you know, the, to be able to compare, if you like, uh, mm. cultures, cross cultures, especially India and England. So, so, so as an artist in England, you'd be surprised after everything that I've done and achieved and contributed to, the artists that have disrespected to me in my face are from the British Asian scene. They were disrespecting me. They have. They've apologized since. But, but just, it got to them. There was that, like you said, there was that little few years where everyone became superstars here, right? But in my presence, I was surprised. And even radio presenters come, come to me and say things to me. I'm thinking, wow. Well, but yet, when I go to India, there's that level of respect between the communities and the music. They, they pay so much respect to music and the double wale and the musicians and you know artists and whatever. They have so much respect for you. They have mm. so. I met I, I met Mika airport uh, at the airport. Mika singer. I met him at the airport. Big Bollywood singer. I met mm. him at the airport uh, in Bollywood. He was flying out. I was flying in, and he stopped me. He goes, "Get that party. How are you doing? How are you doing?" And he's a big man, all the press around him. He goes, where are you staying, Apache? I said, I'm staying in a hotel. He goes, he's staying in a hotel for, he gave me the keys to his house. Wow. Wow. Right? And he oh, said, yeah, don't go to the hotel. <laughs> you know, no, just to say that, be comfortable. My people are there. They look after you. Just if you want to, just three, four, you know what I mean? There's Amazing. a room there, Apache. That's the first time I met him. He goes, well, I've grown up on your music. I wouldn't mm. be in the music business if it wasn't for you. He saw, now he's one of the biggest stars there. Yeah. And he literally gave me the keys. And I, you know what? I went to his house and I stayed there for a week. Brilliant. And he, mm-hmm. and he wasn't even there. I'm just saying that, that kind of level of respect. And I've obviously worked with Asher Bosley, A. Rahman, all the biggest artists in India, all the biggest artists from Jamaica, Frankie Paul, Maxi Pri, whoever you want to name. Even done a song with Boy George. But when you come amongst our community, they, in the moment, in the minute of that little fame, it spins their head. So I have come to the deduction that British Asians do not know how to handle fame very well. Whereas in India, they may have known an uncle or a father or they've grown up with a body, whatever. It's a part of their culture. Ete, we don't, we don't, we don't have a culture of British Asian musicians or artists, do we? No. So it's new. It's new. What I'm saying is that if you disrespect someone or you become arrogant or rude just because of fame, it's a reflection of not you as a musician or artist, as you as a person. Mm. Because when you come off that plane or when you say hello to someone, they don't know you're a singer. How are you as a person, first of all? And that's how I teach my kids at the academy. When you walk through that door, you come off that plane, you meet that promoter, you go on the radio station, they want to be able to like you first. You haven't opened your mouth yet. Yeah. Have some manners when you walk in. Yes, sir, please, sir. Yes, miss. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be Mr. Nice Guy. Just be normal. You, know, you come with an attitude and wagwan, wagwan, and you're not dressed properly. or you know, It's just like, you know, it's a representation of you as a person. That's why I'm here today. I'm not here because I'm the greatest singer, rapper, writer, nothing. When I move around the world, I move with respect. I don't chase women. We're not drinking. I don't drink. I don't go do drugs. I represent myself, my community. I represent my country. I represent my culture. If I, if I do something bad out there, they're going to say, Apache Indian, the Asian artist, I'm dragging everyone down. Apache Indian, the reggae artist, I'm dragging everyone down. Especially when you're one of the first people you know, who are doing this. So they're, they're quick to drag you down and people have had their shots. But my hardest battle has always been our own. I don't mind it because you win at the end because when you're doing something right and it's good. But a lot of the respect from our own people has come from gaining respect from other communities. 
So I'm saying to Asians, you get fame, it comes and it goes. And the reason we don't have a scene today is A, because we can't handle fame, and B, we don't support each other, B, and C, quite frankly, we don't deserve it. Good things come to those who wait, and good things come to those who work hard. And if it's in your karma to do that, it will happen for you. Never give up. Just because, like even yourself, Swami, why shouldn't you be, be a big rapper? Why shouldn't you have success? Or even have fun with the music and the thing that you enjoy. You're not doing it to be successful. You're doing it because you love it. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> why, exactly. should anyone take that, why should anyone take that away from you? I'm saying here today, I'm here, I'm here to help you and whoever I can help. And if the more people, good people get together, the more good things will happen. And that's, again, the structure of my academy. Bad people have a place to go. The prisons, the gangs. Where do good people go? Mm, good people yeah. meet and greet at AIM, AIM Academy Street, right there. I'm just saying what you're doing is where the good people come. And this is how I'd be telling people to come and speak to you guys here. And I'll join you on some more podcasts. We'd love it. Yeah, we would love it. We'll, we'll, pick, um, we'll pick a subject. And can other people join in then? As many as you like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're, exactly. we're always about trying to open up that dialogue and that discussion, um, you know, because we... Remember, like, remember, Swami, when you came to... Uh, when you came to... Um, the. Yeah, it was a real talk. It was yes. a show I did every week about a different subject, calling people from different communities, maybe some mu uh, music as well, but less talk. And this is exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So why wouldn't I be interested in helping you? I mean, being a part of that. I love that. Let's, let's do it. Let's do one month, what, well, once a month something uh, special, which I can just come at least contribute. Mate, but get, 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 get four or five big guests. And I'll help you do that. Let's promote the shit out of that. And then say, probably listen to this discussion. <laughs> yeah, I'll, no, get some people with some big, big heads on it. And let's have a debate. I'll shout at them from Spain. I'll shout at them right from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, everything, everything you've said there has been you know, absolutely spot on. Because this is exactly what we, you know, we, we say and we discuss. And that's what we try to push and promote here on this show. And that's why we decided to get... For this season, we decided to get guests on as well because we wanted to celebrate the successes that we've seen within our community. And I think that's the problem is that we're not actually brought up to celebrate other people's successes. It's always to envy what they're doing and then try and do better, get one up on them. So yeah. it's like, oh, well, so-and-so's you know, kid got an A in their exam and you should get an A star. It's, that's the yeah. mentality we're brought up with. And I think that's what comes through when people then go into whatever profession they go into, they're always trying to one-up somebody else, not realizing that that's actually a very toxic way of thinking. And I think that's what's been really detrimental to the scene. So I have nothing to do with the scene, you know, other than having married a rapper. Jojo, you've got a lovely voice, first of all. Thank you. And you know what? You don't have to... No, you got a lovely, smooth voice. You should be a singer, and it's not—it's not about. Honestly, really no. I've, I really I've heard her sing. <laughs> I've heard her sing. Apache. Let's not even. Please don't encourage she's this. Got some, she's got a smooth voice. Anyway, listen. It's not about being on the scene. I mean, you're you're on the scene of the culture of our culture. You're British Asian. That's the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're a musician, whether you're a musician, whether you're a sports person, whether you're a personality, whether you're just you know person goes to work. Everybody's important. Yeah, but this is a scene that we are creating. The Jyoti, the question I was going to ask to you as a mother and as a woman mm. is that this culture deep-rooted issues like you know like the bickering like the envy is it going to change and 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 and, it, and if it if it's so deep-rooted is it going to change and if so how i mean i can only hope that it will with us and our little one we we want to try and bring him up to not have to compete with anyone to be very comfortable within his own self and so and so then he doesn't feel like no, he needs to compete is, but is the culture going to change 
what the culture can only change if people start teaching their children to be that way and turn kind of learning that that what they've been brought up with isn't always necessarily the best way to have been brought up yeah, um, yeah but are we saying that, that parents, are they, they're not they're not okay. saying that are they no, but that's the thing, because we don't want to say that our parents didn't do things right. Like, I love my parents, and I know they did the best that they could by me. But sometimes some of the things that they did didn't necessarily benefit me in the long run. And so, but having realized that, I want to try and break that cycle with my son, because I want him to be able to um, be able to grow up in a, in a bit more of a, a, a kind of positive household with a positive mentality and to feel comfortable within himself but i don't think everybody thinks that way and that's why i'm not sure if it will change within this generation to be able to to be able to achieve that for your son Mm. would that mean that you would have to keep him out of certain circles even if it's your own cultural circles um not necessarily if he knows who he is then he should be able to be in any circle and still be able to hold his own and yeah. that's what our aim is ultimately. Yeah, it's it's very different because obviously we we've, we've spoken before on our shows about um the some of the backward mentalities that I know our, our older generation had, and we you know there's there's in parts of our community or our culture that we need to embrace um as a as a collective community, but there's a lot of stuff that we also need to change, and I think it needs all of us to kind of collectively change that going forward. And at the moment, there's there's too much segregation uh, between mm. our communities, you know, not just culturally, but we're talking about you know where you live here in the UK, sometimes religious segregation um, that we still hold from things that are happening, say, in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, that we're using now as a, as, as a means of dividing ourselves within our own communities here. Well, like we, I just spoke to you about, obviously, growing up in the 70s in, in Birmingham, and, and there's a lot more of a solidarity in the community there. But obviously, in, in London, there was a lot of strife and a lot of um, racial tensions. And, but we were all together then, taking on the far right and the national front at that time. And it was a lot of like, you know, all our communities were together there against the, you know, the oppressors. And it's almost since we've established ourselves here in the UK and, and made a name for ourselves, now we've all decided to you know, jump on the high perch and then we've separated ourselves again. Now it's all, you know, div- dividing in terms of elitism within the Asian circles, you mm. know, within castes of sometimes systems or wealth or, you know, and that kind of thing. And, that, and I think that can only be a detrimental overriding factor within our, you know, to, to stop us from having a more collective community as well. So when you talk about whether the culture is actually going to move forward, um, with you know hopefully some kind of progress it, it can only happen if we as a whole community move forward that way but until we eradicate some of those um you know those past taboos and those um you know those backward mentalities basically that's not just even with our elder generation i'm seeing people of our my generation and I, uh, the generation you know uh, below me as well having that same thought process and that's only because they've been fed that basically through you know whether you know it's whether it's the, their own communities or it's families extended family so until we change that that's never going to change and i we don't know if like fingers crossed touch wood like my son grows up in a in a society that has you know learned its you know, the the issues of the past and 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 rectified those and moved forward from it, but you know I, until we can do that, until we start teaching that next generation to change to to alter that thought process and to raise them better, what is going to change? Yeah, um, I'd like to add to that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you guys are I like speaking to you guys. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, seriously. No, I like talking about some serious things. I like talking about progress. I like talking about the history because you can learn from my history. Like you keep going back to certain times. And, and uh, let's just go for the first point about our culture. When I talk about your son, 
because as, as a young father myself, there were some people in my family, for example, that bothered me or, you know, the uncle that drank too much or the, the auntie that was always shouting or whatever. We all have them, yeah. That, I, 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 that bothered me as I was growing up, thinking that that's not what I, you know. So when I raised my kids, I intentionally wouldn't take them to those houses. That's what I'm trying to say to you. I intentionally wow. wouldn't okay. want to expose them to that, which is my own people, but why should they go through that? So my son didn't, wasn't, my, you know, certain uncles, certain people in the family weren't a part of my children's lives, mm-hmm. which is great, actually, which is a shame yeah, because yeah. they're family, but, but which is great in the sense that they carried on with their shit with other children, but he never got to my children. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. That's yeah. how I, I do. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't change a culture overnight. I do know that if I had a magic wand, I would. Certain yeah. things would change. Even drinking. The culture in, in, in lots of families is drinking a lot, you know, yeah. the, 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 yeah. especially the Sikh family. And I go a lot to my family's house. And they'll be drinking, and then the younger kids are drinking, obviously, because it's okay if you like in inverted commas. Because if the dads are doing it, the uncles are doing it. Of course, mm-hmm. the guys are going to get to 16 and 17 and start drinking. By the mm-hmm. time he's 23, he's been drinking for five years, and now he's got a bit of a stomach and he's a bit unfit, and he's now looking at maybe type 2 diabetes or whatever it may be. Yeah. So then you're talking about let's get, let's get fit and healthy. So that's not how I'd like to raise my son or what him. So when I used to go to those houses, I would feel uncomfortable saying, that, Hold on, Steve, Steve, what must name Steve? He wants tea all the time because I always like to drink tea. I don't drink alcohol. But I was the odd person out and probably sometimes teased. So do I want my son to be that? I also didn't grow up speaking the Indian language. I didn't speak Punjabi. So I was the guy that was teased to say, oh, Punjabi and he can't speak, can't speak. And it wasn't because I didn't want to speak. It's a language. It's hard to learn a language. Right? It's not easy. Yeah, is it? yeah. we, grew, we grew up in the UK. We're learning British. The family's talking you know, Punjabi at home. You're, you're, you're learning French at school and sometimes Spanish too. You've got all the patois on the street. It's not just patois. Patois is a language from Jamaica. You've got all this in your head and, you, and then you're trying to pick up the Punjabi. I understand it all. But sometimes if you say it wrong, you may get teased. You may get, you know, Story you may of get... my life, yeah. So, so what, I, what I did was when I, started, when I started writing songs, I said, you know what, I'm going to add some Punjabi because singing... It's easy to learn a language. In, it's, it's easier like you teach a, you know, the alphabet to somebody, to your child, A, B, C. There's a lot of that. If you go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, da, 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 you know the alphabet. So I used to play with the language. Move movie over India. So when people said, so I learned the language. And then when my parents heard it, they said, oh, Mundino Punjabi, why do he speak Punjabi so well? And it wasn't me speaking Punjabi well. It was I wanted to learn, and I learned through the singing, and then I learned more and more, added more and more. Now I can speak Punjabi very well, and I go to India and I can speak Punjabi. And I will say, maybe Punjabi, you know, kind of remix Punjabi, the English, not Punjabi, whatever I'll play. But I'll just make it my own, you know what I mean? So, and I love the language, so I'll tell people to learn it. Have fun with it. Don't be embarrassed of using your language. What makes you different as a rapper? If you're rapping and you want to be English, it's great. If you throw a little two Punjabi things in there or a little something from your culture, why shouldn't you? Yeah, because then you're now, diff- you, now you're different from the other rapper or million rappers that are doing the English. Of course, you can throw, what makes Apache Indian different? He throws his culture in, he throws his subject in, he throws his sweet like Jalapin. But it's enough to still make it a British charted or to be number Chuck there was number one in Jamaica. But it could be still number one, but it's just a good tune. You could understand it later. Who cares about <laughs> understand? I mean, when I said when Chuck there was number one in Jamaica, they thought he was saying drop dead, drop dead, the Mabala in the city. Really? No way. Yeah. No okay. way. I mean, it doesn't matter because it was a sound system thing. They think you know, drop dead to the sound and drop dead. I mean, it could be anything. Who cares? 
Yeah. I mean, if it sounds good and you, people are, and you think everyone knows everything of a song, it's just, it sounds good and it's rocking, it's nice, we'll work it out later. You know what I mean? As long as you're dancing, as long as it catches your ear. That's the first problem people have. Do the catch the ear first. Yeah. Arrange marriage. Arrange marriage in 1992. Talk about culture, yeah? Listen to this. Arrange marriage in 1992. How do you write a song about arranged marriage and make it fun? How do you write a song about arranged, you know, remember, I wasn't thinking about charts or anything. I wrote a song about arranged marriage, took on this subject, all the mighty subject, but I did it from a British Asian point of view. How did I do it? I said, the time has come for Apache to have a girl from Jalandar City and sweet like Jalebi and everyone's dancing and rocking. For 10 years, they, they never understood the song. What's the last line of the song? Now I've got married and I've, and I've got one problem left. I'm married, I've got one problem left. The last line of the song says, when is the right time to tell my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> So, no so that line, missed that line. That line, yeah, exactly. See, you've heard that song, you've danced it, you've enjoyed it, it's been a totally. charge, whatever, been there. And that, that line is what people came to me 10 years ago and got it now. Because we grow up, we grow up boys and girls, whatever, we live the British life, you get married, and then that's the last thing, oh shit. So it's clever. That song won an Ivan Novello Award for the best contemporary song for the British singers and songwriters in this country. Amazing. In the, country, Amazing. the best con contemporary song next to Take That and M People. Wow. wow, wow. And and further to that, as well as that new genre was born and it's in the charts, and when I did Top of the Pops, Paul McCartney came into the room because he was on the next stage. I just lit literally posted that recently, me, Paul McCartney, and then they went to Whitney Houston. Big so that was a great, that, that, right? I literally posted that two weeks ago. You can see it on my Instagram. Anyway, um, it was the first time that genre, it was the first time, because I had the the dumbi in it and the big door drum. It was the first time Bhangra was in the charts. Look at that. No way, yeah. yeah. It was the first time Bhangra was in the charts. As well as that John and the reggae, the Bhangra, whatever, and the, the sweet. So how much did that song do? Top 20 and listen to the subject and listen to the line at the end. And number 16 in 1992. And that's how you start your career off. Wow. What are people writing? What are, what are people writing and saying now? Nothing. Yeah, be it's clever. generic now, isn't it? Be, be intellectual. Let's go. So when people get that, that's what a song is. You've enjoyed that song, but you never got the last line. It doesn't matter to me. But now you get it. You think, wow, look at the, what does that say for British Asian? What's happened since that day to now? Where's the British Asians representing, saying things, making a mark? Everyone just got too comfortable with life. In India, yeah. it's hard. That's why they respect you and they, and they touch your feet and they're... Any, everything they look at God and they, everything's a do good and 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 here everyone's just too comfortable. They worry about the color of their car, the size, the, the shoes, or the wearing, or the or the or the or the, or the, or the name tags or whatever brand name. Nonsense. Let the music do the work and use the platform to say something. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. So, how are other people interested in our culture? We're not saying anything. The only people people remember. No disrespect to anyone out there in the big wide world. How many Asian people are known in the international world of entertainment? I mean, literally just a handful. Yeah. <laughs> from not many, not many. And from the British UK scene, it just makes, I'm passionate about the scene. I'm passionate about it, that we could do things. And I've seen the stages around the world and the opportunities that we can take and you should be taking. Your life could be different if you had a bit of support. There's no infrastructure for you. Maybe later on there would be the next one in Barakas, maybe 15 years later probably have a bit more support if we've got to act together. But why shouldn't you have it now? We're not ready. And all the people that were involved with that infrastructure have dissolved 
have, have got too pretty rich and famous and switched, so I don't really care anymore. Yeah, we no. need young people like you. We need young people like you and your wife and young new generation. Support he's not from that young. We <laughs> yeah. No, he's young, he's, he's, young, he's young enough to not be too old and not to be too young. Okay, well, 18, 20, no. you know what I mean? I'm just saying there's more to do. Yeah, 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 there's well, more to do. There's more to do. <laughs> okay, so talking about the young generation, you know, that's something that obviously, like we've already discussed, is actually really important to us as much as it is to you as well. Uh, especially within members of our own community and as the founder and the creator of the AIM Academy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the project itself and what the plans for it are as well going forward? Okay, so the people that don't know about the AIM Academy, AIM Academy is basically an idea again from everything I've been saying. Seven years ago, I decided that I need to do something for my community. I've been hovering around the community with a few ideas. Um, so I was working in schools and doing bits and pieces. But because, you know, the common thread of my career has been community and has been people and has been culture and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, throughout my life, I, I, I said that I thought to myself, there must be something more than the fame and the money and the music. And there must be something. I really questioned that with my God and my spirit because I'm not that person. There has to be something. And I didn't know what it was. It bothered me. And I found it. If I had got, go and do something with the name and the fame and the music. So that's what I did. I took a day out of my life, which was a Wednesday. I chose Wednesday because Thursday I literally fly out and do a gig on the weekend and come back on the next Wednesday. I reorganized my life. I went into a college uh, where, I was where I was born, Hansworth, uh, South City College, walked in and said, you know who I am, this is my idea, I'd love to start a little youth club and can you give me some space? They gave me some space. It's a big college now. They have seven campuses, 22,000 students across wow. the city. Wow. Uh, so in my hometown, they gave me this little room I said to my studio in there, and the idea was that you can walk in free, whether you come from the college or not, and I will help you on this Wednesday. And um, <clears throat> for the young people, basically. So anyone kind of between 16 to 24, 23, you sign in, you can come to the academy, like a youth club, have a game of pool, cup of tea, bit of a conversation, and music, and off it went. So we've built it over the seven years. We've got had thousands and thousands of kids that have come, some have stayed, some have gone, and we help young people, not just with music, but with obviously life skills. With, it's, built on, it's built on respect, manners, it's built on anyone of any community could come, to, come, come in, and we all work together. Like I said, where do good people come? Literally there. And if you've fallen through the cracks, people forget all these people that have fallen through the cracks, maybe a police record, maybe you know, home situations. So all these people, everyone's welcome. And so I built it, and we've got people into work. We've got people into, back into education, into apprenticeships. Remember, I'm working in a college, so I've got the wing of the college to use. So I've got people back into education, got people off the streets, and changed people's lives. Some people have been there for the entire seven years. Um, we've had three people that have been signed to international record labels. Amazing. Because Amazing. I've, I've, obviously, I've obviously got 30 years of contacts from Bollywood to Hollywood. So literally, one kid's got signed to an American management company a white young singer, singer-songwriter. He just needs an opportunity, doesn't he? All he needs, once he's got talent, is where's my link, is who you know in the business, is who you know in life. So here's an Apache Indian Academy where I'm going to help this musician. And I sent him straight to America. He's been there for three months, came back another three months. He shot two videos, he recorded his entire album, hasn't cost him anything. And um, he's, doing, he's doing very, very well. So, so a way of using my contacts, a way of using all my skills, but the biggest skill was me as a father, because I've been a parent since 18. I have children the same age. My children come there to help me with the academy. 
My youngest boy is 24, so he's the same age group. He's been running it for seven years with the team. And um, the skills as a parent. So obviously I've been a parent since 18. So all the skills as a parent of wanting the young person to win, wanting them to you know, be empowered in life and all the skills you, know, you need to get jobs or just to, you know, just to be good people in life. So it really worked. It's like doing great things for them. It's like doing great things for the community. And then on top of that, once we've helped each other, we help them, the community. So we work with the police. We work, we raise money for them, get a concert for them. We do the Diwali Festival on Soho Road. Every year we have our own AIM Academy stage. Anyone can come and sing. Amazing. All our kids sing. All free. Everything's free. And then because I am who I am, I then go out to the community and all the business people. What I've done is I've said, oh, you know who I am. I'll sing at your daughter's wedding, whatever. And so someone's given us 3,000 bottles of water every year from London. In fact, KG, KG, KGN water. Amazing. So big up in, in South or every year without fail. So people that can't do what I'm doing want to contribute to what I'm doing. Someone's walked in and give us the pool table. Someone's walked in and give us a guitar. Some, you know, we work with the gangs. We work with everyone. And then we've raised, then we work with three charities. One is Diabetes UK which my son is diabetic, or I just diabetic type 1. So I'm an ambassador for Diabetes UK. You'll see lots of posts about diabetes. Then we work with a, a charity that helps young disabled kids called Include Me Too. So let's not, you know, let's not forget the young people with disabilities because all is neglected, never, never given enough time. So yeah. we, work, we, we support that and we work with St. Basil's, which is a Christian charity, the longest charity that works with young people, homelessness issues. So what I'm saying, the model that I've created, AIM Academy, is not just for the kid, but look what it does for the community. So the, the model is, why don't we stop talking about all the cuts and all the craziness and all the problems that we have and find somewhere that doesn't require any money, look at my idea, it doesn't require any money. Use the places that we've already got. How many schools and colleges do we have around the country that are empty at six o'clock? And people mm -hmm. say we can't have youth clubs. So from six to nine, every Wednesday, I'm, I'm in there. Well, I, actually from 12 to nine, there's not a 12 midday, to nine, all day, I'm there on a Wednesday because it's empty after, especially in the evenings. And that's many colleges. I use the resources of the people and the community because they want a nice community. We then raise money for those hospitals and the police and the things around us because it's our community. And then every kid gets helped because a patchy is making a call or something. You know, like back in the day, your uncle might call the shop and say, give the girl a chance. She'll be yeah, able yeah. to run the shop. And you know, that kind of personal touch, which yeah. no one does anymore. So I've got people do, I've got six girls jobs, you know, in care homes and things where have had issues before who are now doing really well in life. You have to just get them over those difficult times. And, yeah. Yeah. A lot of families that are broke, a lot of families that are broke, you know, Asian people, but families are broken and, and no one wants to fix them. And we're just smiling. There's broken families and broken lives out there that I pick up and we help in the academy, use the resources of the, of, of the community, of the college. The college, someone told me when I walked in the college, you know, all these things in the college, they belong to you. I said, how do you say that? He said, the principal said, he goes, well, your mother and father worked all their lives and paid their tax money. These tables, this is what they paid for. So if you've got a better idea than anyone else, you come and tell me, because they technically belong to the community. So who's putting themselves forward like that? And I've done it free for seven years. I've redesigned my entire life. I've helped thousands of kids. And I don't know whether you know, we were featured on the BBC One show this summer. Oh, awesome. No, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, so you, you two are the only people who must have missed that. <laughs> BBC One show. 
we're, we're, we're to blame, show, okay. blame our son. Blame our son. 24-7 no, parenting and then BBC, we get an hour in well, the prom- <laughs> Promise me, I'll send you the link after this year. BBC One Show, for all your listeners, we was featured on it in the summer. They, they filmed us before the lockdown. Floor East, which came second in X Factor last year, yes. came with the BBC One crew to the academy. I performed Boom Shakalaka Live because they were doing a piece about 30 years of celebrations, an in-depth wow. interview. They, wow. they also spoke, they spoke about the, my childhood, my, my Jamaican nanny. They spoke about my culture. They spoke about, about you know, being the first artist. That, and then it, it ended up with the kids performing and they ended up with me performing Boom Shakalaka with Fleuries, with my kids and my live band. That is That sounds awesome. Yeah, we will watch that. We'll <coughs> definitely and you guys missed that. If you, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm still trying to do things in the mainstream to tell people, look, and people say, look, Apache, so they could, they could, they only said, come and do boom shakalaka. Like I turned it into the college and the community and the kids. So imagine how those kids feel now they're on the one show. Of course. Yeah. 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 So this is what I'm saying. It's simple effort for maximum re- reward for many people. I was always going to get rewarded. But when you watch the show, you'll see a hundred smiling faces of my kids in the academy. And that show will sum up what I do at the academy and also what I've done in my life in five minutes. It's the best piece that anyone's ever done on me. That is, that is, that is brilliant. And I think that's, a, that's again, it, it comes back to where, where are, like, we need more of these across the UK. It needs initiative, but it also it needs people that want to support the next generation. And yeah, let me just that, say what, I, just want, I don't want to interrupt you, but there was something that you said earlier. I just wanted to pick up and just close that point because it's relevant to the academy. It's relevant to our, ho- our whole conversation of tonight is that when you're talking about the, the cultures and the clashes that we had when he's growing up, you know, with the National Front and with the Black and with the Asian communities, and even within our Asian communities, the, 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 the Muslims, the Sikhs, the Hindu, all, we've had it all. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? yeah. Especially, like you said, you might have tension in India and Karachi or, 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 or in Pakistan, and then it kicks off over here. We've had it all. We've got the gangs, the Muslim gangs, we've got it all. What I'm saying now is... And, we, and, and that was a problem, yeah? We've had clashes, it's a problem. Okay, now, what do we have now? We have now people from Somalia. We have people from Eastern Europe. We have people from Lithuania. We have people from, and it's not a problem. Because to me, I've been traveling for years and I'm enriched when I see culture. I'm enriched when I hear languages. But you know what comes with that? Is not a lack of understanding of that culture. It comes with gangs, it comes with issues, it comes with problems. We had three or four cultures to deal with before. Now we've got 15, 20. Mm. Right, okay. To me, again, multicultural, great. What I'm saying, where the tensions are, how do, you, how do you bring people together? You bring people together with music and you bring people together with sport. So with now in the academy, you think it's just Asian, black and white. I have a Polish rapper. I have someone from um, uh, Yemen. I have someone who raps in Arabic. I have, I have a... It's a so what I'm saying is that they, it's possible that is tension on the street. Hmm. When they come to the academy, this is the use of the youth club and, and community where it does. When it comes to the academy and people are all in there, forget about anyone's going to be a music star or anything. Now you've got interaction of different cultures, community, people, female, male. The Muslim girl that's born in Britain, in the UK is talking to the black guy from Africa and there's exchange of culture. There's a French language going and there's an exchange of, oh, you, the customs. And I've usually, you know, sometimes someone say, might say something wrong and I've told them, listen, it's just their culture. It's just the way they speak. It's actually, it's, it's a bit of banter. And then they get, it's just to, and then next time they walk and see each other on the street, they can say hi. Yeah. 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 Now. The barrier's broken. So, right, the barrier's broken. 
Now, sport is the same thing. You can kick a ball. You can play, you know, can play drums with a you know, bass guitarist, two different languages. You don't even know each other. You can't speak. You can kick a ball to somebody and play football or bas basketball, which we do as well, football and basketball team for the academy because we have all the courts available in the colleges. Um, again, it, it, it makes a massive difference if people put emphasis on the sports, on the culture, on the arts for the impact it makes on the community. People are missing yeah. this. And what you, the key words you said before, all we're getting now is more segregation. Yeah. And that segregation will lead to problems. And next, that, now we have gangs, we've had three shootings in Birmingham just two days ago. Mm. The young kid from Liverpool got shot from a, a student, because, from someone from, from a, again, from a different country because a different culture. In different cultures, they may have seen raping and robbing and shooting like it's just, you know, every day. In our culture, maybe, maybe not. So for somebody else, they see a shop with lots of sweets or something, as this is easy. In America, you can't even see a suite because it's behind a barrier. So unless we work at the community and try to put new things, I'm not saying I've got the answer to life. I'm just saying I'm trying my best here. No, what, yeah, I'm saying is, yeah. what, what, what I'm saying is now I have an Apache Indian Academy in Holland, which I set up last year, which is running exactly oh, the brilliant, same. Brilliant. Then we're just about to set one up in India, in Pune. So all my contacts, so again, all the Indian, so I'd pop there every, you know, once a month or whatever and see all the kids and how they're progressing, set up a studio for them. And who knows, get them off the street, you know, a little bit of food, a bit of donation. We've started, you know, so it's like a music movement around the world to change lives. Yeah, no, this is, this is what we want to see. You know, obviously we, on one of our shows previously, we've spoken about like the cuts and so obviously the government cuts with youth centers and, and, and youth groups. Um, but there are, like you've already shown, they're using your initiative. There are ways you can still access, uh, you know, what we have currently and utilize those things to, in order to have kind of youth groups and, and setups and stuff. Because there's, you know, we're, we're living in an area now in Northwest London where there's a lot of, um, tensions between um you know gangs and youth culture and post stuff post-code wars and post-code wars and things like that and and it's a lot of that is also down to the fact that a lot of the youth centers around here have all been been shut down and mm -hmm. so where do the kids go where do they go now you know post-school um you know to to interact and socialize and you well, know, things like well i've just given you an idea that works you know i mean yeah, college exactly. is a safe building it's college is a safe building it's paid for already it's already warm it's already nice it's free if they give it to you to use. They've got security outside. It's a place of education. So it's the setting is right. It's not just yeah. a youth club at the road. We can mess about. If you're going to mess about, you ain't, you ain't coming back. So people yeah. do come back because all the kids want to be in music and they love their free studio time and Apache Indians there. All I want in return is your manners. Yeah, and then once I've got that, your, your, your life has changed. I've had people come back to me, parents come back to me and say, you know what? My kid's changed. My girl doesn't swear anymore because I don't let anyone swear. It's a policy, no swearing. It's like a game. The camera is on you every day. You know, I'm, I'm shooting a music video. Your, your job is to be nice. That's your role. And the more you practice something in life, the more you become that person. If you can't be that person, just practice being that person. Like picking up a guitar. I can't play the guitar, but I'll pick it up every day. I guarantee if I pick it up every single day for a year, I will be able to play something. Practice being nice every day. You might become a nice person. Yeah. That's why I said that's exactly. Amazing. Just that's practicing. Great the world motto. needs to learn that. <laughs> Honestly, that's a great motto in life. Um, yeah, life, life is like a rehearsal. And to tell you the truth, yeah, life is like a rehearsal. But to tell you the truth, you know what? Everyone's an actor. You know why? Who really shows you themselves when you see them? Who really shows you who they are and how they're feeling? So, so that means they're acting. You know what? Mm -hmm. I, what I do when when somebody walks through my door at my academy, I'm not looking at if they look pretty or if they could be a star or if they can sing. You know, what? I'm assessing. 
mental health. Mm, absolutely. Whether they've eaten, whether they've eaten, whether they want to be left alone, whether they want to speak, whether they just want a, a, a bite to eat, whether they want to sing us, whatever. You have to assess mental health without getting into their business. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I don't ask too many questions, but it's like a child when you know something's up. Of course. And you want to, and you want to help them. And that's what I, that's what I do. It's more, it's more important than we think. You know, I mean, it's more important. No one talks about mental health in our community. Everything's brushed under the table. No longer because people are suffering. Our own people will suffer rather than you say we've got an issue, we've got a problem. So that's how culture has to change. And it's very far from music. Music is way behind, but this, the arts and music and sports are way left behind. It's only because we haven't got our own, own act together. And you know how much things will flourish if we do start working together. Mm. As I said, in, with, with music, if we had a music chart, you'd want to be able to go there if you knew it was fair. And you, if there was a pl- or I look at Real Talk, it wasn't just a, a place to come and speak. It was a place to, for an artist to perform, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. So yes, we, we opened the show with an, okay, tell me now, where, and in the 100,000 British Asian channels we've got, where can you go as an artist to go and sing? None. Mm-hmm. There's not one. Why isn't there? If you, if you had a TV, if you guys had a TV show or a station, I bet you'd have an artist, you'd have a slot for musicians. Of course. You know. So why don't all that, the people, yes. why, why wouldn't all the people out there now that have got TV stations do that now? Why don't they do it? Why hasn't one done it? So they've got their platform. They call it the music channel or Aoki, Yorki, whatever, whatever. But how come the one artist can't come and sing a song? So we don't have a platform. That means we don't have a platform. So just look at ourselves. There, there you go. I'm, I don't complain about things. I'm telling you how it is and what I could do about it. I will do the music awards one day. I'm just busy. If I put my, put, get my act together, I will do the Asian music awards that will run for the next 20, 30 years and be the biggest and it'll be shown on national TV. When our time came to be shown on national TV, the Amers, we had the Amers running for a couple of few years in yeah, London. Yeah, TV. Yeah, and then it was ITV it was going to get. And when that time came, everyone started to dispute. There was a dispute, I think, about the name or something. And the ITV or whoever said, oh, forget it. Wow. wow. That's why I got pulled, quite frankly. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Doesn't surprise yeah, me. So that's what I'm saying. There's so much to be done. There's so much to be done. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, and I guess like we we're constantly like you know hitting like us our heads against the the wall. Why well, you have to ask yourself here yeah, for me? Yeah, why do I have to do the academy? Why should I care? Why do I? Why am I even talking to you about all these things? I've made my money. I've got my name. I'm still releasing music. I'm saying because I care. Right? Yeah, I care. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't have to do. I take all that away and let me just do what I'm like everyone else is doing. What inspires me is that I, I know I've changed people's lives. And I know that right from the beginning, when I started writing music, it was about people and caring about the community and wanting to change something. I wasn't writing arranged marriage to be famous, was I? <laughs> it's not the kind of song you write for the charts, is it? Yeah. No, exactly. So Absolutely not. It's, hey, it's, what I'm saying is that I wish people had more passion, but I can't give up on my passion. And I, I'm glad that I do what I do. I'll carry on doing what I'm doing until the day I die. But... Um, there's a, there's a, if you can't change the world and you can't change your community, I'll tell you, I changed my life and the people around me. That's how you may be left as a couple. You look after your own because you can't change the guy down the street. You can't change the auntie or the cousin. You look after your own. You look after your son. It's the most precious thing in the world. Everywhere he goes, can you trust a teacher? Can you mm. trust a, a priest? Can you trust, trust anyone in the good water? Who can you trust? You tell me. Can you trust an uncle? Who can you trust? For years, we've been hearing stories about the uncle that's been abusing or the teacher that's been hitting or the priest that's been fiddling with the kids. Who can you trust now? They're going to find out later. Mm. So 
So you think about it as parents. I've been thinking like that since I've been 18. Who do you trust? How do you raise your kid to two years old, to five years old, yeah, and then drop him off at nursery for eight hours or six hours or whatever it is with strangers? You wouldn't leave your kid with a stranger. Why would you leave him at school with strangers? Do you know them? Oh. In this, in this day and age, in this day and age, we've got questions to ask. I'll never let him out of my sight ever again. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Who, do, who can you trust? Can you trust your aunt? Sometimes the people that are closest are the ones that are the worst because the enemy can't get through. But if you've got an enemy closer, you can't smell or you can't see. Someone suffered for a few years and you never knew. Yeah, it's, been, it's, a, it's a prevalent, unfortunate problem within our, within our communities that like you know, a, we we try this is the kind of things that we talk about and these are the kind of things that we discuss because they are things that have been brushed under the carpet and these things have been running in families and happening within families and it's just been one of those things where oh we have that uncle or we have that person and and it, it, it is so much that's kind of hidden and we keep contained things like forced marriages and i know you spoke, spoke about arranged marriage and the track and stuff but the context of it there's still an underlying issues they're still prevalent in our communities not so much with arranged marriage but like forced marriages and things or grooming like we've seen recently in the last few years where people just just contain it within our communities but then it's only when it starts to you know like people outside of our community find out by these things it explodes out becomes a bigger thing within the the news and all of a sudden it's like oh my god it's an issue within our community but these are things unfortunately that have been happening for for decades and they're only now being surfaced because people are standing up and finally speaking out about these things you know so like whether it's like the issues that you've just spoken about there or it's attitudes towards the lgbtq plus community or mental health as you just mentioned as well uh you know until we all say no this is not right that's not right this shouldn't be happening we shouldn't accept this within our family within our extended family within our immediate community you know until until we stood up, stand up and, and say no this is not you know we cannot have this going forward then nothing's really going to change and so in our show, in our small little podcast that we speak to all our listeners about, it's about how can we get, our, get through to our collective community and get them to say the same and get them to, you know, to call a spade a spade, you know, within their community, within uh, I, their family. I, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I know, I, know how, I know what the answer is. The answer is exactly what I was doing before. Exactly what you were doing is give people a platform, yeah. not to solve the problem, but at least to, to talk about it is good. It's good. Sorry, yeah. we, don't, Sorry. we don't shy away from talking about our own experiences as well. So things that we've experienced. So, you know, I, I after I had my son, I had um, postnatal depression and I've spoken about that very openly because it's something that we don't talk about. And so it's, it's, it's having that kind of openness about our own lives, I think then makes it easier for other people. Because, I mean, we're just a normal couple. We're not like, we're not celebrities or anything like that. So we're just talking about what's happening to us in our daily life and saying it happened to us if it's happened to you you're not alone. You're not the only people that this has happened to. It's okay to be able to, you know, to be able to say that you need help for whatever reason. And that, you know, yeah. and that there are people in terms of things like the, um, the acceptance of the LGBTQ plus community within, within the Asian community, just saying, actually, you know what, we are here, we're your allies. There are allies within our community. We're not all closed-minded, narrow-minded, you know, um, prejudiced people because we do have gay people within our in our community we have trans people in our community and we we see that and so we try we do try and kind of tackle those issues where we can and that's that's the aim of our show is to is to 
start that conversation by just talking about our own personal experience. Absolutely. What I'm saying is the other how, exactly what you're doing and what I'm doing, but the big how is that in this country, in the, in the UK, the, 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 the platforms like you know the BBC Asian Network, the Brit Asia's, the, all these Punjabi channels, all these you know million channels that you know come into our country and you know making money from the industries and whatever. That's the platform to maybe have some of those conversations, like I was doing mm. real talk, like a bigger, bigger platform. So they're responsible. Yeah. They're responsible for being selfish and not 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 contributing not only to the where's the how come there's no place for a musician to sing? How come there's no place for the Asian people to come and even have a conversation? Mm. So, so if we had one channel, that's what I was trying to do in Britain, Asia, because I discussed one, one, you know, one was politics, one was racism in sport, and I, you know, I got people from London to Cardiff to Scotland, everyone's coming, black, white, Asian people, just discussing subjects, linking people together, networking. We've got, we've got all the platforms, but we've, no one is doing anything. It's shocking to me because, mm-hmm. like, even the BBC Asian Network, I'm not having a go at them. It's only because they, their wages are paid from tax people's money. So I have a say, don't I? It's BBC, isn't it? It's like BBC license. If, so all those BBC Asian network people are getting paid from the work that we, we do. So we have a say in what you're doing. There's a platform there. A, they don't represent music properly. But where are they tackling issues like this? Why can't they have a Thursday night talk show? You guys go on there. Uh, you, guys, you guys host it two hours and pick a subject, one subject a week. And we can start off with postnatal depression, whatever, get people calling in, have five people discussing it in the studio. And next week we're talking about, you know, racism or the third week we're talking about the building the input. Not just talking about something, but, but and then leaving it. I would go back to a subject four weeks later yeah, and then say, changed. I, I, I refresh, something changed. Da-da. Within six months, you've seen a change in that field somewhere, something and you saw yeah. people change and people decided that. And then, you know, people just saying enough's enough. We're not having this, this and that. There's a lot of things to be de- 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 debated, even, you know, with, with schools. There's lots of schools that are, you know, religious schools, for example. Would you send your son to a religious Sikh school? Probably not, uh, only because Jojo is not very religious. Um, and, boss, yeah, but also, but, but but yeah, to, and also we're mixed faith, so, he's, uh, so Swami's Hindu. Yeah. And so, and well, so, yeah, but if the, if, the comprehensive, if the comprehensive or the secondary school that you want him to go to was called, you know, was based off, which we do have, we have one in Birmingham, and that was the, that was the choice he had. You'd have to send him there because it's still a, a school of the country, isn't it? Hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's, there's many. Yeah. There's many things to discuss and debate outside the box. We haven't got to the real issues because we really talked about things that we should have dealt with 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to exactly. say. That's what I'm trying to say. We're playing catch up. We're yes. playing catch up. So it could be the conversation go far and near. And I love, as I said, I love to come back and speak. You've had a great conversation. Is there any more questions? Well, we actually want to talk about talk about your album. Yeah, exactly. That's the <laughs> oh, whole the, that. the premise of premise of getting. But this is so every we're just, we had about, we're just we had about like friends and <laughs> well, no, yeah, we had about like ten questions, and, and you okay, we basically on. answered all of those in the space of our our conversation there, um, which is amazing because everything that you've discussed is exactly echoing the sentiments that we say week in week out on our podcast. Um, uh, and so it's, it's great to hear because, you know, obviously you're, you're someone that has broken those barriers and, but is still asking those questions. Why haven't we, you know, progressed since like the, the early days of you coming through music and 
we, st we still haven't got there, whether it's in music or whether it's the way we're represented on television, you know, whether it's in the literary world. So yeah, these are all things that we, we do need to open up that dialogue more. And until there is a change, and until there is progress, we'll continue knocking on the door and we'll continue asking and, and pushing that narrative. But, you know, the, it has been a really, really difficult year um, overall for everyone in the world. And especially for artists and live events. Um, and I can imagine it must have had a massive impact on your plans and, and tours you potentially had for this year as well. Um, but we did recently see you as a virtual artist on Melotopia, which was an awesome spectacle to see. But what was that experience like for you? Uh, and do you actually see yourself doing more virtual gigs maybe in the future? Yeah, very good question. Yeah, um, the coronavirus thing and the COVID. Yeah, it was a, a horrible. It's been a horrible year for musicians. It's been a horrible year for myself in that yeah. respect, uh, because obviously the music business got hit uh, with the internet and everything. And so a lot, you know, we, we don't make much money off records. A lot of the income does come from live events. Yeah. So I, you know, I got I go around the world. I do 20, 30 countries every year without fail for the last thirty years, and um, there's been absolutely no gigs. So this, I'm crying out, you know, for artists, and that's why I even say now the world changed. So while we're playing catch up, we have better do it quickly because the world's changing under our feet. Yes. We can be doing things about it. We can be supporting people more. No one in the Asian community again has said let's support artists because we listen to their music all day. We're a DJ that makes money from artists' music. We wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for exactly, artists. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, because the world changed and it's affected them, I mean, it's a rare moment. It may never happen again. Were they there for us? No. So, so it's a shame. So yes, I'm feeling for all the artists, and not just the artists, all the musicians, all the, all the guys behind the scenes. We go on the road with about 15 people, all the musicians, all the engineers, all the mixers, everything, all the lighting crew, all the technicians, all sitting at home. No one cares about them. The second job that I do is that after all the academy stuff, which is all voluntary, obviously, the academy suffered in a big way because you know, we deal with a lot of kids. I've had to deal with that on the phone wherever I've been and dealing with mental health on the phone and talking to mothers in one room and kids in the other room and trying to get them to meet in the middle and I can tell you stories that I've just happened it just just thank God for the phone that I've had to carry on working because that, that's a lifetime commitment for those yeah, of course. kids that I can't, I can't leave those obviously my own children the only thing this is where I say to people if you live good God will bless you. Uh, and it came at a, at, a, at a great time, I'm sure. And it's been extended for another, so it's been the longest standing TV commercial for the Lynx ad. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Right. <laughs> so that came, out, that came out in the lockdown. And then they extended it in the, in the, in the, to, the, to the next year. And now they've got another edit with, obviously, Anthony Joshua. And, yes. Uh, and they've got the Christmas hats on and everything. So... Obviously, I'll get paid every time that gets played. And it's oh, on awesome. very... Awesome, <laughs> right. awesome. So, so those are things that you can't plan. So thank, thank God for that. I worked. What I did, I always tell people to be productive. So I found myself at home in the studio. So what I did, I had been working on the album for the last couple of years. What I did just accelerated that process. Because when you get signed to a record company, they give you money and they say, you need to go in lockdown and go record the album. So it's actually a great time for artists to record music. So again, stop complaining. And if you can, use it to record music and release music. No, no one's stopping you doing that. You know, you might not have the gigs. So I did that. So I accelerated the process of the album. So and your last part of your question about the utopia thing. Yeah, I mean, the Melotopia, great. Absolutely 
you know, they're trying to do something different. They're another platform to try to help the musicians. So thank them very, very much. Performing at the Academy and doing that green screen, I hated it. Oh, really? really? Yeah, come on, you're standing in a, in a, in a cold room with a green screen and performing to a camera. There's yeah. no crowd, there's no vibe. You're saying you're trying to sing Chuck there, you're trying to look. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, without the live crowd there, it's, it's, yeah, it could be a bit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it in that sense, but I, I miss the crowd. Obviously, yeah, there's, there's of the same excitement. It's not there. You've got to stand in one place and you can't really move too much. And, you know, what I like about music, what I, the two things I like about music, what I do is writing the song because you, you're coming with nothing. You're starting with a blank sheet and you've mm -hmm. created a song that didn't, didn't exist. That's quite magical. Absolutely. Before Range, before Range Marriage was written, it didn't exist. And now, it's a great song that so people have enjoyed. So it's quite a magical thing. You've created something that didn't exist. And the second part of it, I love performing. So and in front of the crowd and singing the song and you sing and you around the world and you think, wow, what a, what, a, what a great vibe. Anything in between interviews or photo shoots or video shoots, it's just all nonsense really, isn't it? Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Much no, appreciated, no. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Where's no, the love? No, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say this, this is not, that's why, that's why this is not an interview because we haven't spoken about the music. This is a conversation that's about life. That's very true. That. Very true. That's, that's, that's me all day long. I'm talking to friends. I'm talking to family. This is not an interview. Absolutely. If you want me to come in 53 year old, a 53 year old Apache Indian and come and say, yeah, man, come and buy me a new single and everything. <laughs> yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. Love, what's that to love and everything? I, I, I haven't said that even. I'm not, you know, that, that'd be quite sad to do that, wouldn't it? I'm yeah, I don't, I don't think we, we would have even asked for you to come on our show, if that's what we're going to do. No, what I'm saying is artists always kind of get to the single and get to the video and get to all that. Of course. But really, what are they saying? So here's a platform to say something. I'm certainly going to take it. And yes, we, you know, you can, cut the, you, can, you can use the music section separate or you can cut up the rest if you want to. But we can always have the music conversation, can't we? Of course. Yeah. But yes, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hate it, but I love singing my songs. But yes, it was, it was a cold kind of atmosphere. What they've done with it is obviously incredible. Would I do it again? I, yes, I would do it again. But I'm hoping that the, the, the market changes where it can be in front of the Get crowd. Get the live crowds back in again. Yeah, of There's course. so many shows. There's so many shows that we had confirmed that money had to be you know, returned. Yeah. There's so many people now want to confirm shows. They don't even know when to confirm the next show. That's the problem. When, when's it open for me? When's it open for us? Because the promoter in New York wants to keep a show. Does he know when it's going to open? Can he say next April, I want to book you a budget. Here's the money. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. he, doesn't, yeah. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. So all the festivals next year are getting affected because they, they book them now, don't they? Of course. So all yeah, the next yeah, year yeah. festivals. And, you know, we do 40 festivals a year on top of gigs, on top of this, that. And nobody wants to confirm anything because nobody wants, no one's sure. And then they're not going to get the numbers. So this, whatever's happened, is going to affect us and for the rest of our lives, really. How can the world be ever the same? It won't be. Mm, yeah, it will never be the same because, you, know, you know, do you want to sit next to somebody on a plane for eight hours and you don't know who they are or what yeah. the history of medical, yeah. whatever, you're sitting there, you know, they could be coughing, sneezing, whatever. We've been doing these things for years. These things need to change because we're picking up diseases and things just from each other, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go, and, and love uh, going to gigs and, and now standing in a crowd <laughs> and just having some random yeah, person so, yeah. breathing on you. Just. Yeah, so the, careful, the, careful. the problem with that is that it obviously it has a detrimental effect on, on the arts as a whole. So yeah. it's a massive catch-22 because, you know, we do want to see live events and we do want to see gigs and we want to see crowds and artists perform at festivals and platforms. But at the same time, it's, you know, society is going to have to change. And it, I think we're going to have to go through a little bit of a year 
or two have transitioned into like a new way of kind of moving forward, obviously with, with crowds and live events. Um, and that's going to be very, it's going to be very, very difficult for all of us working in the arts and stuff and how we're going to, yeah, so, how we're going to deal with this. Yeah. So I'm encouraging people in the, in the arts to have those platforms to start having those conversations. Like you said, it's going to be a year. No one's confirming gigs for us or the, you know, we're on pause. So the platforms out there that can have the conversations, stop just playing music and talking about yourselves. Start talking about the DJs have become bigger than the music. Yeah. They've become celebrities. The DJs end up going on tour sometimes and the artists are sitting at home. The thing's flipped <laughs> yeah. on his head. <laughs> what, are you, yeah. what are we talking about? Come on, use the platform for radio for what it's supposed to be informative. Bring, tell the community what's going on. Discuss things. Radio started off by speak, speaking conversations. It was, it was just listen to the news, listen to this, listen to the Queen's speech, listen to... So I always have the radio. If you don't have the radio one in your house and you just listen to music or you've got the TV and watch the movie, if there's a bomb up the road, you would not know. Mm-hmm. That's why you put the radio on because there's always something that you need to hear or something's going on. Surely now there's things going on that we need to discuss. So I'm encouraging people to use the platforms to, as I said, music and whatever, because the year's there. We don't have the answer. We have to find the answers ourselves. How can we support the music business? How can we support the arts? What can we do with our culture? So I'm saying all of them, all of them are, all of them are responsible because they're doing nothing. And no one's saying anything because they're too ashamed to say anything. Me, I'm very outspoken. Anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> album. It was oh. about the album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> comes in, yeah, album. exactly. Let's go, come on nicely um, after that. It's, it is the album. Okay, so, uh, what's not yes, to love? Uh, and we've heard the new track with Hunters, Trip to Jamaica, and we're both vibing on it as well today because it, it has that classic Apache sound. It just it fits so well with us uh, and, and us growing up listening to your music as well. But what, what can people expect from the new album? What what the features and how is it different from your previous projects? Okay, so this album, as I said, was uh, over the last couple of years and had the best way to describe it is it's, uh, it's a bit of the expected, what you expect from me, a bit of the Don Raj Apache Indian stepping up and doing his thing and uh, some, some stuff which is unexpected. So I've gone into a little bit of ragaton. There's a collaboration with a Spanish artist, a girl, uh, Nadia Isabel, singing in Spanish, so mm-hmm. trying to keep it current. And um, the idea, I mean, I've been working on the album, as I said, for about three years, America, India, UK. I wanted to make it British urban. Again, I wanted to capture that sound. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to make it fun. I wanted to make it inspirational. Um, so I think I've caught everything in nine songs. I wanted to enjoy um, a, a Bhangra song. So I've got a great collab with uh, Binda Bajwa, from Toronto, uh, I did a, I did a collab with it. I did a collab with him before called Teridor Karkajamia Gitegitelamia. I love that song so much. <laughs> big, it was a big, big song. Um, so it was always hard to follow up with another collab after such a big song. But a great. I always wanted to work with him. I love his voice. I wanted to have something Punjabi on it. So I love, love that song. That's just gone out to the radio this week uh, as a second single. So um, that's great. And then. Hunters, which is the first single. Hunters, I don't know whether anyone knows Hunters. Hunters is a legend. Of course, game. absolutely. Yeah. I say not, not know him because the world should know him. Obviously, the Asian people know him. But working with him, I mean, and, you know, his brother is Ishus and, and obviously V's in some great yeah. things in India. The family is like, I mean, he's like Stevie Wonder. He plays any instrument. He, he produces, he sings. So he moved to Birmingham for a little while, and, um, which is close to the academy. 
and I have met him before, but he, came, he started coming to the academy a lot, he started speaking, he started helping the kids, so God bless him. You know, he knows everything from double R to bass guitar, to vocal ranges, to Arabic sounds, to Hindi licks, he knows a lot. Uh, total respect, um, helped a lot of my young people. And then obviously we started speaking about a collab, we spoke about a few things, and one day he came with this, with this great you know, song that he's, you know, he's played the, all the instruments, he's played the bass line, he's written this great, Oh, wow. on it. <laughs> to Jamaica. You can be your friend's t-shirt and salute. I said, wow. I said, beautiful. Just the right bit of English and, you know, Punjabi, not too much. And just on a beautiful reggae, big kind of rhythm, you know what I mean? And he yeah. loves the live stuff. They sent it to me and I said, wow. I said, wow. You know, he's a big reggae fan. He works with UB40 a lot. He's been on stage. Uh, some of the big charity concerts, I think G8 or whatever. Um, so he's highly respected amongst those guys. He's just a natural, gifted, musician, yeah, gift, yeah. gifted musician. He's written a lot of songs actually that people may not even know. Hit songs for other artists, oh, some big oh, okay. songs. But yeah, but I can name many, many artists from Taz to you know many, many artists. And he, so he's he's not so much of it. I mean, he's a singer, but you know he can do everything. So he could be a producer all his life if he chooses to be. Anyway, he's done this little, you know, this hook. Right? It blew me away. I took it home that night. It bothered me all night because it, it was just so. I, I had to come. I had to get something, you know, something special to complement it. Yeah. And I woke up. I woke up in the morning, and, and, and that, you know, those verses came straight to me, and I recorded it on my phone right. and I sent it to him. I just sent it to him straight away. That and, and he goes, "Wow." He goes, "Yeah, I love that little style." And he goes, "Go in the studio." I went to the studio in a week and recorded it in my home studio. Sent it back to him. We mixed it. They put it on the album and. Everyone loves it. And to tell you the truth, you know, it's been played already in Jamaica, Montego Bay. Brilliant. Obviously, it's Brilliant. Jamaica. Uh, all the reggae stations played it first in Birmingham. It's all over my Instagram. And uh, <clears throat> uh, everyone's loving it. All you know, it's just everyone's loving it. All the reggae fans, a bit of, bit of, bit of Hindi, Punjabi, a bit of Punjabi in there. And uh, he loves my verses and I love his chorus. You know, so it's like rum and coke going together. <laughs> the best combination, my favorite drink. Yeah, it's, it sounds great. People are enjoying it. It's you know, it's, it's uplifting track after the year that we've had. I'm glad it's the first single. It's been you know, people just you know, people saying it's phenomenal. It sounds like a classic. It's, it's going across genres, like right, from Jamaica to India to UK. That's what I try with my music. Mm. Try to find music that can cross all these cultures. Maybe the song we've been Dabaja would remain in the Punjabi market, but that market's so dear to me, so important to me. You know, from my roots in Jalandhar and you know, my love of Punjabi music and all the songs I've done with Jazzy B and Malkit Singh, you know. So I want to keep that going and keep the boys happy. And um, so the only unfortunate thing is we can't make videos. You know, there's you yeah, know, of course, yeah, kind yeah. of doing I mean, we're doing animation videos or lyrical videos. We're doing the best we can. That's why we need this extra support from these DJs and you know to speak about the industry to help us with because every time they're playing other people's music. I mean, as I say, what I'm trying to say is that I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. Anyway, let's go back to the album. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say with radio, for example, you know, when I think at the box, it's not just talking. I would say, for example, if we wanted to help artists, every station in every town or every city, yeah, with all the big radio stations, they should play, maybe, as a suggestion, 25% of their, their song should be maybe of artists from that city, past or present. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that being wrong. Right. Makes so I'm saying sense. is that when you, yeah, so it supports the industry. The it artists supports the local communities this, as well. Yeah, and the community. It supports the industry, supports the community. The young kid now can say, listen, Fred, oh, we played on the so and so. I was thinking, if I'm on 
But I'm going to go out. And, and, and you've started something that gives him confidence. His song's playing. And from there, maybe, you know, Nick, but they should have a policy. But every radio station plays the same thing that everyone else plays. <laughs> if you go yeah, to yeah, New York, yeah, yeah. if you go to Dubai, if you go to India, if you go to any of these countries and put the radio on, don't you hear songs from that city or that country? Don't you hear about Indian music or very hip hop in New York? Or don't you hear something different in, in Dubai? Yes, you do. Why don't you hear that in Birmingham, Leeds, and Leicester? Mm, yeah, yeah. We've got nothing or anything. You put Radio 1 on, it's the same pop music. It should just be there. It should be representing the diversity of the country. It should be just, you know, these capital, F, capital FMs and all these. We should have Asian people. We should have Asian presenters. We should have little Asian sounds everywhere. Little reggae should be played. Reggae should be played a lot in the 90s, remember? Shabba Ranks, Apache Indians, Shaggy, yes, Shaggy yes, Suppliers. Where is it? Now, it didn't go anywhere. It's still there and it's still big in other countries and, and played everywhere else. Why isn't it played in the UK anymore? Yeah, so these are the questions. The mainstream, so, yeah. so, so it's, well, what's happened okay. is basically so, all these like the problem is I think what what's happened is like with reggae specifically and even with like Asian music, um, what they've they've like split all these things up into specialist almost in this bracket this term specialist kind of music shows. So you only hear reggae on like a reggae show or you'll only hey, okay i'll get Asian i get show. i get that's, that that's a problem I, but that's a problem because because yeah. we don't have the mix of all our different cultures and our communities and the music and so it's 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 because of that segregation also within the the media platform themselves it's meant that I, whereas i would have listened to an apache indian track alongside in the early 90s like a brian adams tune or a madonna track would have all come on the same show whereas now they've kind of just shoved all the reggae onto one specific station or they've split all the, the urban and hip-hop into one and the same as obviously the pop and music etc so it's all everything's kind of bracketed off into different compartments whereas before it was a mix of everything so you got a chance to hear everything so i, I think that's also worked almost to the detriment of artists as well because you don't get heard amongst everyone else so you can hear a vibe of what all our communities are about and also they've got rid of the specialist shows yeah. So I worked in radio for yeah. five years and they got rid of all of the specialist shows while I was working in radio. There was everyone, they all just got, it's all the same few songs repeated constantly. Yeah, and remember, remember, if they're not playing the music on, on the mainstream shows or mixing it with, 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 with mainstream culture, then people feel that they don't neither. They feel that yeah. they're segregated yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it gives it gives it gives it gives an upliftment, doesn't it? Didn't you feel good when you heard Apache in your next to Brian Adams? Hundred percent. Makes yeah. you feel 100%. good. So, so, so if that's not happening now, what's what encouragement is that for that kid that's trying? He's got no encouragement. He doesn't want to be on a specialist show. He wants to be a part of mainstream culture. What I'm saying is the radio has to reflect the diversity of the community, and it doesn't. I totally agree. That that's it. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, so the album. I love the song. Um, uh, the first single, Trip to Jamaica. We were supposed to go to Jamaica. We were actually on the way to Jamaica before COVID. Oh, so, damn, damn. Yeah, so yeah, the, obviously the video had to be in Jamaica. So um, that didn't happen. Also, we have Roach Killer on the album. He's now a producer as well as an artist. Shout I went to, to uh, Yeah, big shout out to Roach Killer. He's developed himself over the last few years, lives in Birmingham. I had a child recently as well. Oh, congratulations to Roach. Yeah. He's listening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, big respect to him. He's got a nice studio set up right there in the heart of Hansworth, um, Groves and House, which is a, a studio um, very familiar with the community, which Thunderbirds were recorded 
in back in the seventies. Wow. Got in there. What? Yeah, yeah. So we've, <laughs> we've, we've still got we've still got that studio grounds in the house. So he set up a little studio in there, and I recorded a great song in the lockdown. And just went to see him one day and just had one session with him. He left a beat playing, and I just wrote the song on my own called uh, "Look My Way." Mm. And uh, <clears throat> after I finished it, um, he's put his vocals on it. We sent it to America, and we had Blitzkrieg yes, put a indeed. rap on it. Big shout to Blitz, good friend uh, of mine. Big shout, yeah. And um, we also sent it to uh, Toronto again for another artist called Cat's Eyes. Cat Eyes. Cat Eyes, yes, yeah, are, from, from yeah, Canada. I've, yeah, I've worked with him before as well on a song called So Revealing, a video that was done in Jamaica. So you can watch mm-hmm. that. It's already, it's already out there. So those three artists on that song called Look My Way, I know you're going to love that song. A little bit there of Punjabi in there, a little bit of Wicked, Wicked song. So I love that song. So big up to that, big up to Binda Baja, all those guys from Canada. So there's a Canadian connection. Then there's a song called Freedom, which I've just put a snap shot of uh, just on my Instagram, the last post, which is uh, produced in Bombay, uh, produced in Delhi by a producer called De Niro Ash, percussionist, music composer, also Hindi rap on there that he's okay. done with Hindi rap is big in. So, and uh, 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 a singer from Delhi called Chesin, uh, who's singing in English. Great, 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 great piece that he did on that. And a Hindi vocalist called Shilpa Sharok. So all these people are, are on the album and on that song called Freedom. Brilliant. And there's a, there's, there's a great reggae song with, produced by a friend of mine from Bombay called um, Major C. He's uh, a dear friend of mine. He was the national cha- DJ champion of India at one stage in the 90s. My no longest, standing friend, no longest standing friend for 30 years. He's got, a, he's got a group now called Bombay Basement, which actually played in Glastonbury two years ago. Brilliant, brilliant a mix of hip-hop and reggae so the urban scene is very vibrant in india so i wanted to capture some of that on the album because i'm a massive fan base there so i'm glad to have connected india in this album and on top of all that i did i've included some kids from my academy so john rogers who's featured on the one show who we signed to the company in america i've got him on a verse uh, on a song a reggae song produced in london called together as one bringing all people together so this is the kind of thing I'm saying in the music industry again, how I'm being proactive, as well as all the legendary names. I've got a kid from the Academy who's never had a song released. But obviously, he's a great, to me, he's a great singer. He's got a And here, here he's on an international released album with some legendary artists from around the world. So and all, these peop- all these people on the album, which is about 25 people, uh, and the sax- sax- saxophonist, and um, our bass player, everyone's done a, a shout out, and it's all on my Instagram. So if all the listeners can, can, can go to Apache and HQ. So there's a platform, but I'm sharing it. I want to, everyone to see who's involved, who's a singer, who's a story. It's not just for me. It can be for me. That's what I'm saying. I care and I share. That's how yeah. people can be proactive. Who does these things? Which big artist gives a chance to an artist that has no name? So this album, again, is, you know, it's, a, it's a fun album. It has the Hindi, it has the Punjabi, it has my reggae roots. Uh, it has new fresh vibes it's well mixed it's well mastered i'm very very proud of this album and when i when i came the truth is that i was trying to find a name for the album and i wanted to call it hard because because it was back in the days of, of reggae we used to say yeah man that's on hard and then i said double meaning is life is hard yeah and you know we've had a hard year so i thought hard is a good title but as the year got more you know harder i thought we need a a better title. And when I, when I came to Spain, 
um, there was a guy here, a friend of mine, Papa Joe, his name is, he's a friend that came out here first. And he was kind of telling me to stay here and he'd walk around everywhere and say, look, Steve, what's not to love? <laughs> wow. And he'd walk around and it's like, what's not to love? And he'd look at the palm tree and look at the sun and he'd say, hey, why do you, why do you want to leave? Well, look, what's not to love? And I thought, well, hey, oh, that could be the t- title of the album. That's a great So it, re- it, it, it reflected the album. You know, all these stories, I haven't told anyone else. It's just that me and you, you've got time to speak. So, right. so it's, um, it's what's not to love. I'm very, very proud of the album after the year that we've had. Um, my favorite song on the album would be a song called Stronger. Okay. Um, and it reflects the year that we've had uh, and, and, you know, and it deals with mental health and, and it's kind of up- uplifting. But it says basically, I, I want to feel, feel stronger each day. My faith, it leads the way to a place <laughs> where I do stay, where, where, to a place where I do pray and give thanks for life, I say. Wicked, wicked, lovely, lovely song. I've wow. just put a snapshot. I'll put a snapshot of that on the album. So don't be defeated. I can't sleep at night. Trouble and strife and something that right in my head feels heavy like lead. And sometimes I wish that I was my last strength. I'm going to keep me on top. Keep going through life and please don't stop. Believe in achieving. Tell me what you're dreaming. Don't give up even when you're succeeding. I feel stronger each day. I love it. I love it so much. Anyway. So... You'll see there's ten, nine lovely songs on the album, lots of different emotions, feelings, cross-cultures. I'm very, very proud of the album. Um, I've got it on repeat. Uh, we spend a lot of time and money, and there's a lot of talent from across the world all coming together for people generally to take free or to buy for like 79 pence. So it's not about the money. We're sharing our lives, our soul, our music, our prayers, our happiness, our sadness with you in the music. The music is a platform to, to, to talk about other things like the academy and to t- change people's lives. So it's not just me saying, come and support my album. It's a movement. If you notice, my albums from the beginning was called No Reservations or Make Way for the Indian or Saad or The Movement or Time for Change. The common thread is, look what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. I've got things to say. And, 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 and I've proved it by what we've done in the academy. Action speaks louder than words. Music changes lives. It, we're doing that with music. And if we're not performing, we're still going to do it because then the music does the work. All the people out there that can be doing more should be doing more because you know what? The world did change. There's no dispute in that. The world changed. How did you change? You have to ask yourself, what did you to do to change? Even the two-year-old can change. The two-year-old will change because the two-year-old now is going to hear conversations that are now different, aren't they? About cleaning, about this, about not touching, or about whatever it may be, there's more emphasis on other things now. So the two-year-old's life just changed. Yeah. So what is, so we, knowing what we know, let's be more proactive as individuals and as a community. So, you know, bigger, bigger issue, lots of things to talk about. And, and those specialized industries of mine is music and community and education, which goes towards new generations. So it's more than the music people. It's, it's, always, it's always been about caring for the community and bringing change. So that's what the album represents. So what's not to love with that? So enjoy it with music, but with, with the platform, let's work together to bring the change. So that's what it's all about. So Friday is coming out just in a few days. So I'm very, very happy about that. I'll be back in the UK very soon. And um, 
hopefully be together with the family at Christmas, but definitely be all firing next year. So we're praying, we're praying for life goes back to normal next year. It's yeah. like probably the market yeah. will open up, but generally new year, new vibes, new prayers, new wishes, new dreams. We work together and let's, let's do things together. If we don't start it now, then when, when is the time? Look what's just happened. So all those people, we have to shake them up now because now it will affect us. If our communities and our people are, and our culture does not work together, then it's now or never as far as if our industry now, I'll be, I'm on the DJs and all these industry, all these people on their case, I will turn the industry around as much as I can do as Apache Indian. We'll put a team together and get an infrastructure for the music business. That's where this is going, like an award shows and things. A few years' time. But let's just get life back to normal and help each other to do it. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, and that sums it up absolutely perfectly, everything that we need to say. Uh, What's Not to Love is out on Friday, the 27th of November. Make sure you all go out and support this project, not just because we're talking about an absolute legendary pioneer of British Asian music here in the UK, but also it's an amazing sounding album from the three or four tracks that we've heard already. Um, We're loving the track with Hunters currently, and I'm hoping the rest of the project uh, echoes that. I'm really looking forward to listening to this track stronger as well, because Everything you've just said there does sum up exactly what this, what, I guess it's an album that this time needs. You know, what is not to love? We need to bring some positive energy and a positive vibe uh, amongst everyone here in the UK, across the whole world currently. We're all currently going through so much struggles and, and, and issues and stuff with dealing with what's happening in the world. And so let's uplift it. Let's, let's you know, rejoice. Let's, yeah, you know. that's right. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want a big shout out of, of you know, people going to be listening to this and say, why didn't you mention my name? I want to mention a, a young producer. You should work with him as well. In fact, you should work with him and start the collab there with him. His yeah. name's Jay. Produc- his name's Jay Productions. He produced that song "Stronger." He produced a song called "Angelina." Mm-hmm. A, hip, a, a, ragga, a raggaton kind of oh summer smash song, and he produced another song with Nadia Isabel. The Sp- you know what? His last few songs they produced um, um, uh, uh, with different artists are played on Radio One. You, Brilliant. And you've heard him. You've heard him and you probably will know it's him. That's what I'm saying. This Asian kid, singer, songwriter. No way. An artist in his artist in himself. Nobody even knows him. And when I met him last year, he was coming out of the music business because he's fed up of it, you know, saying no platform, no infrastructure, no nothing. I encouraged him, I supported him. You'll see his shout out on my Instagram already, and he will tell you that Apache changed my life and I wouldn't be where I am. And what it means is that he wouldn't be even doing music. No one encouraged him. There's no support for Asians. And he's a classic example. On his own with the spirit and the, and the confidence I gave him, he did various projects over the last few years. And his own music, nothing to do with me, it's been played on Radio 1. He's got two songs currently on Radio 1. He's done three fresh, three fresh songs for my album. And um, I'm very, very proud of him. I've taken him to America. And he's a lovely, humble, quiet kid. And, uh, and as I said, these are the talents and this is the generation I said that we're missing and that needs a chance. He, would, he wouldn't have come near music and now look, look what he's doing. So his life's been changed. I hope him you know, well and, and, and success. So if people have a dream and they have talent, they get frustrated in their lives if, if then nothing comes from that because it's a God-given talent. Why are you doing that? Why do you want to be Swami Brackers? Why do you want to write that song? Not because you want to be famous. You've got things to say. You, you've got a talent. You can sing. Not everyone can do that. Maybe you, you don't want, you know, you can't kick a ball or maybe you can't, you know, but you can definitely sing and you just, there was a platform missing. Anyway, we're going to try to put that structure together, but the people like Jay and everyone involved 
have a look at everyone, you know, as I said, all the, all the shout outs, only because everyone deserves a chance. And I'm doing it in front of, I'm not just talking about things, I'm doing it in front of you with the Academy, how I'm approaching music and how I'm looking at the industry and the culture moving forward. Anything that I can do, I would love to be on your show again. So um, well, well, well done for well, no, well done for what you guys are doing. Proud Thank of you. you so I, haven't much. Seen any, I haven't seen anyone in the UK do this. I have never done anything like this in my life. It's my first <laughs> podcast. It's my, it's my first podcast too. I've got things to say. I'm just saying it's nice to have time. It's nice that it's not live. You can cut it up. You can get rid of it. You can edit it. There but is to me, nothing to edit on this show. A <laughs> single thing on this one. I wish I more people was doing. I wish more people was doing what you're doing, and you know, making time as parents as well. You've got things to say. You can inspire people. It's inspiring speaking to you, and inspiring wow. that more people hear our conversation. Just, you know, this is what it's about. So let's spread that. Let's make it bigger. You definitely have my support. Big up to Raj guy. I've known for thirty years as well. Big respect to him. He's been a massive help in my life and you know a structure infrastructure of, 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 of the whole industry as well and big shout out to my record company in america sunset all the team there philadelphia that's where i record all my music and big shout out to all the kids in the academy i hope they keep in strong we're going to be back together soon never give up on life keep 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 it push out your chest we've done so much great things you know i used to take my you know, you know when I, i've done all this I, last year i did croydon metal i did the diver festival I did all the gigs that I did. You know what I do? I take the kids from the academy with me. Mm, brilliant, brilliant. So just to give some of them have never left hands with. So just to go, yeah, an opportunity. Just to go. To, I'm going to Croydon anyway. Jump in the minibus, guys. Everyone behave backstage. Meet all the stars. End up on stage. Meet the crowd. You know, socialize, interactions, social skills, everything. Da, 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 come back, behave yourself. The world just opened up to you because of manners and respect. And look what you're doing now. They've seen more of the more of their own country just through opportunities. So what I what I do is what I do. Action speaks louder than words. And let's think out the box and be proactive. I haven't got the answers, but I'm ready to contribute to anyone that's standing forward. Yeah. We don't have we don't have anyone that's standing forward. We don't have a, a, you know as I said the the leaders or the committees or the somewhere. We don't have a music associate. We don't have nothing. There's a lot of work to do yet. Don't get comfortable. People don't get comfortable. There's things to do. There's things to achieve. There is anyway. a, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're only in the cusp of it and there is a, a long way to go. But unless we start that conversation now, unless we open up that communication, that dialogue now, um, where are we going to see those benefits and who, are gonna re who is going to reap those benefits in 5, 10, 15 years' time? Um, and you continue to inspire that next generation of people to, to step up and, and, and make a name for themselves and give them an opportunity and give them a platform. And you've inspired people like us uh, from when we first started listening to your music throughout the 90s for the last 25 years of listening to Apache Indian and seeing you across the world perform at some of the biggest festivals and, and global awards, you know, has been a, a real proud and uplifting moment, um, not just for ourselves, but for our whole community, um, you know, because there were so many barriers that hadn't been broken until you started breaking them. And, and it's, it's a shame, like you've mentioned, there's still, we're still having to break those barriers now, even now, 25 years on. But, you know, if, they, if we can't echo what you did and, and how you inspired a generation of artists to come through after that 
um, to make music that was outside of the box and not have to conform and not have to sit by the formula and make the music that you want to make and still achieve success by it, um, then that's been the benchmark to basically attain for so many people and, and generations of artists that have come through since then. So massive, huge respect to you, Apache Indian. Thank you so, so much for joining us on our podcast. It's been a humbling experience for myself and Jojo. We could literally talk for another five hours about this with you because <laughs> we could, there, we is, could, there yeah. is so much we could discuss and we, we would absolutely love to get you on the show to reflect back on this conversation and see if anything's changed or if it's moved forward uh, on, on when we return in, in season four next year. Um, but at the moment, in this moment of time, we wish you absolutely amazing luck and success. We're, we're, we're not even wishing you success or luck because you will get it from this album because what's not to love and the tracks that we've listened to have been absolute bangers and um, I'm sure all the rest of the tracks are and your countless fans and followers will get behind that in, in huge amounts. And if our listeners can do the same, then we really encourage everyone that's listening in right now to please support this project Please support one of the pioneers of our scene of not just in the British Asian community, but as British music in general. Um, and Apache, um, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been an absolute yeah. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. The honor and privilege is mine. Absolutely. Swami Brack is so good. We met once. We have to meet again soon. No, absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I've done things in my life and my career. It's the first podcast I've done. It's been, you know, it's been oh, to me, this conversation, this, this conversation has been like gold. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, we, well, yeah. well, like I said, this is a first of many because we, like I said, we've talked about music and our communities there, but there are a lot of things that we would love to touch base with you on. Um, so many, there's, with our, within our community, you already know that there's so many issues and some real taboos that we need to, to alleviate and, and to eradicate. And I think, you know, if we can open up that dialogue and the discussion and encourage yourself and other people to do the same, then that's how we're going to move forward as a collective community. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a friend, I'm a guest, I'm a supporter, and I'm, I'm here you know, as a movement for change. And you, know, you guys are on the same movement, the movement Absolutely. for change, movement for better things for, for us and for our generation, next generation to come. So I'm a part of that movement. Bring more good people together under that same umbrella. And I know that we can make it because you, unity is strength. Anyway, God bless you both. Thank you very much. Jojo, love you. And I tell you, don't, 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 don't say you can't be a singer. Even my son tells get, me to stop. Get, get, <laughs> <laughs> I know all the listeners out there, thank you for listening. You know, I ramble on a little bit, but there's some sense in the madness somewhere. No, yeah, absolutely and, um, not. and to everyone out there, you know what? We can all, you know, we can all be different. We can all improve ourselves, our lives, with this health, with this mental health. And yes. then we can all help each other achieve dreams. We can all inspire. We can all be inspired. Uh, and, and, and to me, it's all about just being a good person. It's not about wealth. It's not about the best education. It's about being the best person that you can be all the time. Yes. Yeah. So that's yes. the message. That's the message. And uh, enjoy the album. Enjoy all the music. from. And there's so much more music out there that you probably haven't heard. Lots of reggae things and lots of things that people probably haven't. But it's all out there on the YouTube or, or, or iTunes. So there's a lot of music that we've done over the years that people may have missed. So catch up with that too. Update the old libraries at home and enjoy the music because there's a story behind every song. There's a message, even if it's just to just have a good time. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. God thank bless you. you. Much appreciated. Well, that is it from this week's episode. 
of the native immigrants. I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. And we'll see you all next week, people. Peace. Yeah.